Well, a lot of you uh, don't know this, but um, many years ago, I uh, actually went to the South to do a, um, a, be a part of a church plant, and I went down there to be the worship director and the uh, youth director, which was a lot of fun, you know, and um, we're planting off of a really big organization, and then we're going into a new city, and we're setting up in a, in a school and, you know, you got the setup and teardown of all that. But so anyways, my pastor said, hey, there's this conference coming up and I would love for us to go to it. And I said, yeah, like what day is it? And made sure it could go. And he comes and picks me up and he's wearing a, a full, full suit I had on my Fighting Illini hat, my Chicago Bears T-shirt, ripped jeans and chucks. And I don't know if you've ever been there before. Have you ever walked into a place you're like, oh my gosh, I really overdressed or I really underdressed, one or the other. And so I got in the car originally just thinking, oh man, I just, you know. And so we get to this conference and everybody is dressed in to the nines, like really nice suits and stuff. And I'm the only person there with like ripped jeans. There's like 300 pastors. I'm the only person there uh, with some jeans and chucks on and the other part, too, is I'm wearing a bear shirt, you know. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina with a bear shirt on. <laughs> it, it was like my last hope that the bears will ever be good, you know. So I'm, I'm going to keep wearing this. And I'm wearing a fighting Illini hat. And so, um, so anyways, you know, my pastor took me outside on our way home. And he said, hey, are you having a hard time, like, connecting with folks? And I said, actually, I am. <laughs> Because he could pick up on it, you know. And as soon as I talked, it was like, you're an imposter. Like, you're not from here. It felt like that. And so he said, yeah, um, you know, Neil, you might think about not wearing a, an Illini hat to, like, a conference. I was like, oh, well, why? He's like, and, and a, you know, and a bear shirt, you know. It's, you're, just go ahead and be where you're at. Go ahead. That's my culture, though. Like, I'm a Rock Island kid. Like, we're, we're Illini fans. We, we love the Bears. We love the Cubs. We love the Sox. You know, like, that's who we are. But I was in a brand new culture. It was a, it was a brand new culture full of new perspective and new people. And, and so he said something that really stuck with me in that. And he said, when in Rome, when in Rome, and I thought, when in Rome, when, when in Rome means when, when you're in a brand new culture, you start to get adapted to things around you. You start to um, leave the last culture you're in to step into a new culture. And so I just thought of this, this message as I wanted to title it, When in Rome, because number one, we're in the book of Romans and number two, if you look around, like we got like these little pillars, you know, it's kind of like a little Colosseum. <laughs> you know, when in Rome, and not looking at from a perspective of like, when in Rome, what did the Romans do? And let's follow suit with that or change to the culture around you. But Paul's message to people was, you have a brand new life in Christ. And so all the old culture of your life can go uh, it, you can leave that culture and you can step into a brand new walk with Jesus Christ. 
And as he's writing to the church of Rome, they're constantly up against the religion and the different customs and all those types of things. And, but Paul's saying, no, all that you can leave behind because Jesus has paved the way for a brand new life. So you get to start completely over. So when in Rome, when following Jesus Christ, your life doesn't look the way that it used to. You can leave your old life behind and you can step into a new life in Christ. And this is what Paul's teaching the church of Rome over and over again. And so we're in chapter 8 because we started off this adventure. We're going through six months of the book of Romans, and we're in chapter 8. And so we'll be ending Romans in Christ, at Christmas time. But uh, so in chapter 8, Paul makes this really clear to people what it looks like to be a new believer in Christ. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then uh, we're going to jump right in. God, we thank you so much for this morning, for the plans that you have for us. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you would do what only you can do this morning, that you would get beyond um, my comprehension, beyond our past experiences of what we thought church was supposed to be like or religion was supposed to be like or any of that stuff. God, would you speak directly to our hearts this morning? Move beyond the things that uh, we may have uh, not comprehended in the past. I just pray for a sense of wonder over your word. And Lord, would you just speak directly through me to people's hearts? Just choose to get out of your way, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Teach us what it's like to live in your kingdom. What it's like to live in your love with you as our Father. Come, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're looking at Romans 8.1. It says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I just want to stop there. Condemnation is when you're found guilty of something that you've done wrong. There's condemnation that comes along with that. You've, you've been found guilty. You're condemned. There's now no condemnation for those who are, on, who are in Christ Jesus. I love that Paul uses the word now because in the past, there was condemnation for things that we've done wrong. The whole structure was set up with condemnation. You actually went to go worship and you were condemned while you worshiped. You weren't allowed into this certain area because you didn't meet the requirements. You have sin in your life, so you didn't even get to go worship with other people as they had worshiped. You're on the outside of a wall looking in as other people are worshiping. There was condemnation. It started with the Ten Commandments, and as soon as we break one of those commandments, there's condemnation that comes along with it. The Ten Commandments turn into 613 commandments, and then, you know what? There's going to be a good chance you're going to break one of the commandments. And as soon as you break one of the commandments, there's condemnation. So Paul says there is now, the word now. Would you say that with me? Now. Now there's no condemnation. And so now a nice little acronym for now is New Opportunities Worldview. Because with the now, it changes our worldview that we have opportunities in Christ that we weren't allowed to have in the past, that we weren't able to access in the past. But now there is a new opportunity in Jesus Christ. And there's no more condemnation. 
There's no more guilt. There's no more shame. There's no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. New opportunities, worldview. Then he goes on to say in verse 3, he says, For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he did, and so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit. So what we weren't able to do on our own because we all fall and when you have 613 commandments hanging over your head, you fall. And so what we weren't able to do is live out every single one of those commandments and never fall into sin, never, never fall into temptation. What we weren't able to do, God did by sending his own son. The message version of the Bible says, God went for the jugular of sin that condemnation that hangs over sin. And so there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Not for what we've done, but for what Jesus did. Not for what we can do, but for what Jesus already did. We are no longer condemned. Verse 2 says this, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. And this is one of the first times that Paul actually refers to the law as no condemnation, but now you live in the law of the Spirit. We talked a little bit about this last week, but we're now in the kingdom of God. We're invited in as children in his kingdom. And there's a new law. There's a new sheriff in town. And it's called the law of the spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. And he reigns inside of us. He lives inside of us. So there's no condemnation in the law of the spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. In chapter chapter 7, last week, what we discussed was That Paul said, you know, all these things that I keep doing, I don't know why I keep doing them. I keep falling and I keep, you know, I keep all the things that I don't want to do. Those things I do and the things I don't want to do, I do. And so he like is just, you know, but so of course he's going to follow that up with, but there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And it's the law of the spirit that's living inside of me. So even though I fall, it's God working these things out within me. What used to be in tabernacles, what used to be in in big cathedrals and in the Ark of the Covenant now lives and resides inside of your heart. It's Jesus. It's it's his power. It's his presence. It's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is at work within us. He's working within us. Holy Spirit is not God's kind of weird uncle. Holy Spirit is is the Holy Spirit. He is God that lives inside of us. He is the Spirit of God living inside of his people. And so it's the Holy Spirit that's working within us. And there's no condemnation for people that are found with the Spirit of God within them. Reason being because God is not at war with God. So it's the Holy Spirit living inside of you. There's no condemnation with that. This is life through the Spirit. That Jesus paved the way for each one of us to receive. 
I think in hearing messages like this, one thing that I've came up against so many times is that's really cool for really good people. Like maybe a priest could, you know, have God's spirit living inside them or a, a pastor or a missionary. A missionary needs the spirit of God living inside them, right? But the news that Paul is saying is there is now no condemnation for anyone that's found in Christ Jesus. Anyone, everyone, we all have access to the Spirit of God living inside of us. We all have access to a new worldview that comes with no condemnation. This is good news. It's good news for all of us. The Spirit of God wants to live inside of his people. So why does Paul, the world changer, the, the church planner, the, the martyr, why does he start this, this message with there's, there's no condemnation? Why does he start it with that? You want to know the answer? Because condemnation tells us we're not able to receive the Spirit of God. If condemnation can fill our lives, then there's not room for the Holy Spirit to fill it. We're so condemned, we're just sitting in condemnation. You don't measure up, you aren't allowed in Rome. It's beating ourselves up for something that's already been paid for. Condemnation. I just paid off a car. Six and a half years of car payments. We sold a car to pay off another car. <laughs> that's how much I wanted that thing paid off. I have the title of my car at my house now. Do you know who owns your car if you have a loan through a bank? The bank. The bank owns your car. <laughs> Stop paying and you'll find out. <laughs> They're coming to get what's theirs. It's their car. But I have the title of my car. It's paid off. Wouldn't it be kind of weird once a month to just head to the bank where I'm used to making payments and send in a payment through the, you know, hit the button. <laughs> uh, Mr. McGrones, what's this money for? Oh, I just wanted to keep paying on my car. Uh, we say in the title, right? Like, he, you paid that off. Yeah, I know. But I just want to keep paying. I would like to just, you know, continue paying. I like this routine that we've been doing for the last six and a half years. I pay you, and you send me a receipt. And just go back monthly. Like, what, what do you want us to do with this money? It's paid off. It's, it's done. It's a done deal. You have the title. And that's what condemnation is, is you know, it, it tries to get you entrapped to, you got to keep paying on this thing. And so Paul's word to the church was, you know, stop writing checks to condemnation. Stop writing out that check every single week. When we fall, when we make a mistake, it, you can rip up the checkbook of condemnation and go, you know what, I'm blessed. I'm in God's presence. God loves me. I made a mistake and I'm back with him. Condemnation is the one thing it wants to build this wall that wants to keep you away from the goodness of God. And then what condemnation is really good at, in my experience, is bringing up your past. See, you fell in the past, and now you fell again, and 
You're not allowed in the God's presence. Look at how many times you fall. That's what condemnation does. And so Paul says there is now, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, there's no more condemnation for anyone that believes in Jesus Christ. We are completely redeemed. How awesome is that? This is what God did for each one of us. And so what that does is gives us this new opportunity to be with God. That me and you are invited into God's presence and the Spirit of God resides inside of us. So when in Rome, we don't live in condemnation. We live by the Spirit of God. When following Jesus Christ, it's not an invite into religion and doing these things to be approved by God. When following Jesus Christ, you're invited into the presence of God, and he loves you just the way that you are. And you know what? He's going to, his spirit within you is going to bring you from glory to glory to glory to glory. That it's ever-changing It's operating in this ever-changing of God's presence, transforming us from glory to glory to glory to glory. I have a little demonstration for you guys. You guys like demonstrations? Don't all answer at one time. Do you like them better than those jokes? Okay. That's something. That's something. I just really felt like we're supposed to hit hard on this condemnation today and knock it out. Let's knock it out of the park. Let's get rid of it. Why is it hanging over our heads? Why do we let it sit there? And so this jar is, is full of condemnation, and this is mankind has made mistakes all throughout, its, all throughout their life. And we're part of that. And so condemnation, what it does is it wants to fill us up. And this is us. This is a vessel of us. And it just fills us up to the brim. And it's hard to be full of the presence of God when condemnation is already filling us up, isn't it? We don't feel adequate. We don't feel like we're invited into it. God wants to fill us with his presence, and, but yet alone we're already full of all the mistakes of our life. The other part of condemnation is when we're full of condemnation, we tend to pour it out on other people, don't we? Can I get an amen? Another one. I hope you recognize that because when you feel really guilty and ashamed of stuff, you start looking at other people. How did they get away with it? So we're full of condemnation. We pour it out on other people. Pouring out condemnation and judging other people is not what God's best is for us. So I could say this can look like people in our life, people in our family. I'm going to talk as a pastor for a second. Can I be real? For for, I've been real the whole time, so I'm going to continue that. This isn't a question. A lot of us come in the doors of a church from a previous church experience. 
You know, if you've been following Jesus, you probably had maybe a church experience. And then you come in the doors with like this glass that's like already like almost full of condemnation from the previous church. And then one pastor says one thing and boom, it's over. You've got to get rid of this. It's got to go. For us to live in the Spirit and to be a body that's unified, this has to go. This isn't allowed in the door. We can't beat ourselves up and we can't beat up on other people. We have room, we have capacity for forgiveness for others because we've forgiven ourselves. And so our lives are full of condemnation without Jesus and then we start condemning other people without Jesus. But what Jesus did is he took all of our condemnation This represents Jesus. He took all of our condemnation. He took it all on the cross. It was his blood that covered all of the things that we were condemned to be, all the things that we've done wrong, all the things that were done in the past wrong, and all the things that are going to be done in the future wrong. And Jesus took them all. And he took them and they were covered by the stripes on his back. His perfect blood that was poured out for every single one of us. That Jesus loved each one of us that much that he said, you know what? They can't uphold all of the law and everybody keeps falling. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and just take care of this one time. And he did it on the cross. By the nails in his hands and his feet, he, he took all of our condemnation on the cross once and for all. It's done. It's finished. That's why Paul is saying there's now no more condemnation because of Jesus Christ. And so what happens is when we receive this new news, this new opportunity that Jesus loves us that much, then we're filled with Jesus. We're filled with the spirit. We're filled with this presence. Why? Because we're an open vessel to what God wants to do and the Holy Spirit wants to reside within us. And so our lives start looking a lot more like Jesus. Not only that, but we start pouring out Jesus on other people. And there's forgiveness in that. And the same things that we were condemned and we beat ourselves up about, we start forgiving other people because, you know what, we've been forgiven, so why wouldn't we forgive other people? And we start people off fresh and new. We're not coming to him with a glass full of condemnation. It's like, oh, you just added to my condemnation of everyone else that I've met just like you. No, we give them a brand new glass like you're full of the love of Jesus Christ. We start people off fresh. This is what Paul was saying, and this is what he was inviting them into because what they had learned in the past was it about religion. It was about how you were condemned, and Paul's saying, nope. Not anymore. You're invited to a brand new life with Jesus Christ, and he wants to fill you with his spirit and his power and his presence. And guess what? You are approved. You're approved. It's a stamp of approval of Jesus' blood over your life. It's not for somebody else. It's for you. It's not just for for the other people that may need it. No, it's for all of us. We're all approved. There is now no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So let's live this way. Let's live this way. Let's live this out. 
Let's leave all the condemnation of our life, of our past, anything that's hanging over our heads, and let's just leave it at the doorway of the presence of God and say, I'm invited in as, as his child. I can go into the presence of God and just be with him because I'm approved. That's what I want to pray over us as we end. I just want to pray that over all of us. That we can all start with this new perspective, this new opportunity of living in God's presence where there is zero condemnation. The one thing that this will do, I just want to end with this, the one thing this will do is it will completely change your worldview. When you fall, get back up quick, and God just forgives you. You just get to live in his presence. There's people in our life that aren't filled with the presence of God and they beat us up about the stuff we've done. Sometimes you got to put earplugs in. I'm filled with God's presence. Can't beat me up about my past. Move forward. No more condemnation. I just want to pray that right now. Zero more. Zero more. Yeah, that's a good prayer. God, you understand me. <laughs> zero more condemnation. Yeah. I'm not even going to beat myself up about that. Yeah, your presence, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we just get to be covered in your love this morning. We can come to you as children, and we can come to you in, in, uh, in this new worldview of being able to just be accepted by God. Every single one of us. So, Lord, I just pray a brand new perspective for each one of us in this room, every single one of us in this room, that any time that condemnation would come, we would, re we would remember these, these two vessels, these two jars, that, that we are completely filled with your presence, and there's no more room for condemnation in our life. Anytime that we want to condemn ourselves and beat ourselves up about something, that we would remember that you've taken care of it. The price has been paid from this moment on. Lord, I just pray also that we would just be vessels of pouring out love and acceptance and, and blessing on people around us. Lord, would you fill us up to overflow your love and your presence everywhere that we go. In Jesus' name, come Holy Spirit. Fill your church. Fill your church right now. Fill us with your presence and your power. Lord, I pray for strength and power over addictions that have been, that have been plagued over people's lives over the, the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Lord, that they would have strength in Jesus' name because your presence and your power fills them right now. Lord, I pray for anybody in this room that has just lived out the past in their entire life, that this would be a brand new day, that there's zero condemnation for their past. Right here, right now. In Jesus' name. Hey, would you guys just stand up? I'd love to just close with this bridge.
And what I'd love for us to do is, as God fills us with his presence, we pour it out of our lungs, we pour it out of our mouth. And so it's not just singing these words on the screen, but it's actually singing these words from our hearts, singing these words from a new place in our heart. And so I just invite you to do that as a child of God this morning. Let's sing.